0: We have uh, American Financing as our sponsor. Have you called them yet? Have you called them? Have you Have you thought to yourself, I, I got to put that on my list? I got to put that on the list? Do it. Do it right now. You can go to their website uh, at AmericanFinancing.net or you can call them at 800 906 2440. Call them. They can help you um, get your finances in order. Whatever that means to you, if you're looking for a new house, they can lock in the interest rate that is current. Uh, I think it's for 120 days, so you you don't have to worry about finding the right house right away. Uh, you can uh, uh, you can have some time without your interest rate going up if you want to refinance your high interest credit cards please please consider that just call american financing american financing 800-906-2440 or americanfinancing.net we begin the program here in just a couple seconds the Glenn Beck Program. We begin with President Biden writing an amazing letter to the oil companies where he is telling them that he will enact, and who would have seen this coming? He would enact emergency orders to basically take over the oil companies and tell them exactly what to do if their greed just doesn't stop. Unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden uh, is lying to you, and hopefully the oil companies have the balls to stand up and fight it, but maybe not because of companies and, and hedge funds and your invested dollars in your 401k retirement funds that BlackRock is using to blackmail the oil industry. We'll explain all of this coming up in just a second. Stand by. Get you sick freak. The world of business has gotten harder to exist in. If you don't play ball with the big boys, then you're gonna be out. Everywhere you look, there are companies that are, you know, just... kowtowing to the left. And they are becoming woke. And the left's, where the left's bullying leaves off Their support of ESG scores will, and in fact, is now taking over. We need to stand with those companies that are standing with us. We need to stand with those companies that are fighting for real freedom. They're fighting to make things better through capitalism. Uh, Patriot Mobile is one of those companies. They put their money and their time where their mouth is. They not only provide a great service, because they have to do that, but they also will give you uh, a lot of savings every month and they support financially and with their own time organizations that are fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. patriotmobile.com slash Beck. All right. So the oil companies, why aren't the oil companies putting more oil out? Well, that's a couple of reasons, and none of those reasons have to do with Joe Biden. None of them. Even though it was Joe Biden that said when he was running that he was going to put oil out of business. Here's the flashback. Cut three, please.
1: No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period.
2: Since since Russia has amassed, uh, started amassing uh, troops on the border, we saw a, we've seen a two dollar uh, increase of gas prices. So we know where to put the
3: blame on the war. But uh, uh, oil companies, they have oil refineries, they have responsibility too. So this is basically a, a bit of a hey, we want we want you to act. It's time to act. We have done our part with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We are we are calling on them. To do the right thing to be patriots here uh and not to use the
2: war uh as an excuse or as a as a reason uh to not put to not put out a production not to not do the capacity that is needed Ah! there
4: oh my gosh this is unbelievable first of all you notice the sleight of hand there which is now it's no longer the war that is doing it It was the beginning of the amassing of the troops on the border, which is changing the timeline by months and months and months and months, when they themselves were saying, at the beginning at least, that they did not expect a full invasion. Ukraine was saying they did not expect a full invasion. But we're we're to believe that all of the oil price gains from that moment forward are going to be applied to the Putin price hike, despite the fact that in the chart which we've released here from this uh, program, you can see very clearly what the price hike was, which was a slight deviation for a very short period of time off of the already increasing line that had been going on for quite a long time. Uh, This, in addition to the fact that, as you hear there, they ran their entire campaign on punishing oil companies and saying how we were going to transform form the economy away from fossil fuels. They bragged about it to their supporters hmm. from the Democratic primary, from the debates uh, to, the, to fundraise to environmentalists over and over and over again. They said one of the most prominent things they did on the very first day in office were multiple environmental uh, executive orders to restrict drilling. They did all of that, and then now
0: they're claiming the exact opposite. It's incredible. All right, so it's not just that. I mean, first of all, um, you're exactly right on all of those things, and in fact, if you listen to John Kerry, who's our climate czar, he talks about oil uh, in a completely different way. He says we don't need to go back to oil, as if We've all agreed that oil is a bad thing. Here's John Kerry. Listen to this.
1: And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked.
0: Hmm. So we don't we don't we definitely don't have to do that. And you know what? It's not as bad as everybody thinks. Here's our energy secretary. Cut
3: five. But if you were in if you were in Brazil, you'd be paying the same mm-hmm. amount for gas at the pump over five dollars. Mm-hmm. If you were in Canada, you'd be paying over six dollars. If you were Understood. in Germany, you'd Understood, be paying secretary. over eight dollars. So we're talking about the United States around though. the world. We're
4: talking about the United States right now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if we were living in Brazil, you know what gas would cost if we were all living on the moon? Now, I live in America right now, and I'm used to, you know, uh, having energy plentiful because that's what made us successful. That's what that's what made us the leader in the world. Cheap energy. But, uh, you know, but if we were living in Brazil, which none of us are, if we were living in Brazil we'd be paying the same prices we're paying right now. So, and they've got beaches, you know, and bikinis and everything else. So, how could it possibly be bad? Now, here's what's really going on. The one thing that they are doing their best to hide from you. Um <clears throat> Joe Biden made it very very clear. No secret at all that when he's president, he would stop all oil and gas, period. It's his words. Play the beginning of that flashback again for me. Listen.
1: No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Since, since. Okay,
0: got it. No ability for the oil companies to drill, period. By the way, if he's doing everything he can, he just He just uh, yesterday passed on another chance. Another auction was canceled for drilling sites. Here's what the truth is: It's not just Joe Biden doing this. This is this is the um, stakeholder ESG war. Listen to this: Vivek Ramaswamy. He came out with a um, an op ed uh, about a month or two ago, and it. It bears returning to the world's most influential impact investor had its desired impact. Before the proxy battle, Exxon had planned to increase oil and gas production by 25 percent over the next five years. Okay, got it. They're going to uh, uh, expand oil and their output by 25 percent. However, BlackRock controls so many votes and so many shares of Exxon that they waged a war against the, um, uh, against the, uh, uh, the board of directors, and they put two environmentalists on the board of directors. As soon as that pro- proxy battle was over, what did Exxon do? They plan to keep oil output at the lowest level in two decades, a 20% decline from former forecasts. So they were going up by 25% and after BlackRock got involved, they went down by 20%. ExxonMobil used to be an oil and gas company, but now BlackRock is guiding the company and it's over. Royal Dutch Shell is now facing the same problem. BlackRock is the company's largest shareholder. So, what are they going to do? Well, they have, they have come out and said, Shell has too many competing stakeholders. Not shareholders. Stakeholders. If you've read my book on ESG and the Great Reset, you know what that means. A stakeholder means the government, means the towns, means the country, means the world. Everybody but you and people who are actually shareholders. So Shell has too many competing stakeholders pushing for too many different directions, resulting in an incoherent, conflicting set of strategies attempting to appease multiple interests but satisfying none. You know who they should appease? They should appease their shareholders, the people who actually own the shares, not the proxy shareholders like BlackRock. They should also do what's best for their company. Some shareholders, they say, want Shell to invest as aggressively as possible in renewable energy, while others want Shell to give a priority to returns on capital from its legacy oil and gas business. So what are they doing? They're talking about breaking Shell up into two companies. One, the Green Dream Company for the future for BlackRock, and the other, you know, the old legacy oil and gas. Where is the oil and gas company going to get any money from investors if BlackRock has already destroyed Exxon for that? Hello? This is what is truly happening. This is why I wrote the book, The Great Reset. If you haven't gotten it yet, will you please pick it up? Share it with your friends because everything is changing because of this. And your state treasurer, the state treasurer of um, of uh, West Virginia, the state treasurer of Utah are probably the two best right now. That are working, and there's other treasurers that are working on it. These two come to mind uh, as some of the best ones that are working on ESG. They are taking the money out of BlackRock and any other investment firm that is basing their investment on ESG. It's got to stop. They are using your money to kill our country. If it wasn't for your money, this is blackmail. If it wasn't for your money, literally your money, they couldn't pull this off. But we're invested in the three biggest investment firms. So all of our money from our 401ks, they're all in these three big firms. So what do you do? Well, the first thing your state should do is pull back their proxy votes Do not allow these ESG companies to have the votes behind your shares. The second thing that has to happen is uh, you have got to get your money out of these firms. You need to vote for state treasurers that understand this and are working hard to kill it. If you are a state treasurer and you don't yet know what to do, call the state treasurers that are doing something about it. Call the guy in, um, uh, in West Virginia. Call the guy in Utah. Call anybody that is doing something that really, truly understands what you're facing. Because no matter what, Joe Biden is directly responsible you know, last night, last night I showed you some of the things that they are planning to do and how the SEC is now getting involved in this and how our government is not writing the uh, ESG scores and uh, writing the, um, uh, the laws on how to regulate these companies for, clim- uh, for climate control. That's all being done by an offshore uh, group. An international offshore group. We looked into who is funding it. It is terrifying. These people know exactly what they're doing. They know uh, who they serve, and what a surprise! It's not the just the usual suspects. It's also a, a group of dark money funders, run by the former head of the Clinton. Uh, initiative wow so as we're punished as we're dying the Clintons and others are getting rich you gotta get up on, on speed on this because your country is slipping away quickly back in just a minute let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's pre-born look I'm gonna tell you here when we come back uh, from this one minute break I'm gonna tell you about jane's revenge what is happening right now they have issued a letter of threat you know they can't get the doj to even look into this stuff it is shameful what is happening open letter to the pro-life centers across the country jane's revenge they said they are going to continue as operations normal all of the violence They said, your 30 days expired yesterday. We offered you an honorable way out, basically to close your doors and stop, you know, trying to save babies. You could have walked away, but now the leash is off. And we will make it as hard as possible for your campaign of oppression to continue. We have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. We are versatile, we are mercurial, and we answer to no one but ourselves. They are going to take increasingly drastic measures using their words. Uh, They said they will attack pro-life centers both overtly and covertly. Listen to this because this is ESG's same tactic until insurance companies and financial backers realize that you are a bad investment we are at war with absolute evil. Evil. Good is bad and bad is good. We are living in those days. I firmly believe we have to be more like George Washington. We have to be people of merit. We have to find... Favor in the eyes of God. God is not on our side. He's not on anybody's side. We must be on his side. And we are soldiers now fighting in a spiritual war. Every year, the toll abortion takes on human life is a, is unbelievable. And the last year, 20% of all babies conceived were killed in an abortion. That is up 20%. We have. We are a, a, we are a country that is about to be swept into the dustbin if we don't change our way. I want you to join me uh, in an organization called Preborn. I believe that this audience can change the world. I believe this audience will change the game. I'm asking you to help us re- rescue... 50,000 babies in 2022 for $28, you can sponsor one ultrasound and for $140, you can help rescue five babies lives because at 80%, um, an increase of 80% when you show a expectant mother who wants an abortion, the ultrasound and you show, or you let them listen to the heartbeat, everything changes. So please donate now. We can make a tremendous difference and we need to fight the right way with love. Pound 250 baby is the keyword. Now you can donate at by do, just dialing up 2 f- pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Or you can donate securely at preborn.com/beck. That's preborn.com/beck. We have to stand for life and stand for something good. This is your chance. Help us change the game. Preborn.com/slash Beck or just hit pound 250 and say the keyword baby. 10
2: seconds. ID.
0: Uh, George Washington is about to be canceled. We'll tell you about that uh, coming up in just a second. And did you see what um, uh, Congresswoman Boebert is now going through? What they're trying to do to her? These are the people that took out uh, Cawthorn, and now they're coming after her. And they don't care. They just don't care. They will... This is... We do not fight against flesh and bone. We are in a spiritual battle. We've got to change our ways so the light of Christ will be able to lead us through this darkness. Pat joins us on this topic and so much more next. Back
2: All
0: right, our sponsor this half hour is uh, My Patriot Supply. Listen, yesterday they uh, the Fed Added three quarters of a point to the baseline for loans. <sighs> I don't even know what that means for our country. How are we going to be able to afford our national debt? Um, everything is is in turmoil, and the people who are in charge don't care if you come out all right or not. You're part of the collective. You have to take care of yourself your family, you, it's survival, and it is up to you. I want you to go to preparewithglenn.com. We are talking about massive food shortages all over the world, and they will come here. Please, preparewithglenn.com. Get your three-month emergency food kit now by going to preparewithglenn.com. They have the kits in stock. They ship fast and free. You'll have yours in no time preparewithglenn.com that's preparewithglenn.com and you can go to blazetv.com slash glenn to
4: subscribe to Blaze TV. use the code glenn to save 10 bucks
0: wow wow welcome to the program if you just tuned in you tuned in at exactly the right time because you are about to learn something about uh Lauren Boebert, that shocking, shocking. This is coming from the very credible group, the American Muckrakers Pact. And uh, they have uncovered now. And they don't like doing Well, actually, they said they do this with glee. But I'm sure what they meant to say was it's with a heavy heart they have to expose. <laughs> Lauren Boebert uh, that she was an unlicensed, unlicensed, mind you, paid escort and met clients through sugardaddymeat.com. And uh, she was an escort for wealthy men. And mm-hmm. I'll have you know, in December 2019, Senator Cruz, quote, donated. At least a hundred and thirty six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, and quote to the Bobert campaign to help her raise large well, they say for her help in raising, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, but they said it was just raising large sums of money during trips Bobert made to Texas. She didn't disclose seventy thousand five hundred dollar donation made by Cruz's Federal Election Commission filings, and it contradicted her filings. Then she went out and had an abortion in Grand Junction, Colorado. Now, the timeline's all screwed up here, but pay no attention to the fact that what they were just saying about her taking money from Ted Cruz has nothing to do with the abortions that she apparently got because she was Ted Cruz's I don't know escort uh but he she had an abortion and probably killed Ted Cruz's uh son or daughter in an abortion in 2004 or five even though the two never had met in 2004 <laughs> or 2005 but she was about 18 years old and uh she was she was working for sugardaddymeat.com <laughs> And, uh, you know what that happens, you know what happens there? Sugardaddymeat.com. Now, yeah, yeah, Lauren It's a, act-
4: Just be careful, yeah. Glenn, because they did just start yeah. as a new sponsor of the program. So I didn't want to make sure you're careful on what you oh, say about they? them. Mm-hmm. Did they? Yeah. yeah. We have
0: live spots. Okay. Up thank you for that. for that. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Well, uh, now <laughs> she does say, I'm going to sue the hell out of you because none of this is true. But that's exactly what you would expect a hooker to say, (laughs) isn't it? It is. Now, listen to this. It really is. Yeah. Now, listen to this. There's more. (laughs) Not only – we're looking at the small stuff here. Mm -hmm. Not only was she a hooker Mm – I'm sorry, an escort. Not only has she taken illegal money from Ted Cruz. Not only has she had two abortions. But are you ready? She was also a stripper. Mm. Oh, and she and her husband had a meth drug problem as well. So they're both meth heads. My Gosh, those aren't her real teeth. Now, again, I'm still focused on the small stuff because her husband also has a consulting contract for an oil and gas company. For $460,000 a year, but has zero consulting experience. Mm. Kind of like Hunter Biden. It's called proof. (laughs) That's what that's called right Mm -hmm. there.
4: That's uh, Mm -hmm. slam the door, you know, hit the the gavel, Mm -hmm. stroke comes down, and the the case is over. Mm -hmm. That's what that is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, you know, when her husband is giving advice to an oil and gas company, you immediately know. That's a meth head right there. He's he's just mm-hmm. a meth head, which is much worse than a crackhead like Joe Biden's son, where we actually have the evidence and the audio tapes of all of it. Um, you know, she's uh, she's married to a husband who is an oil and gas guy. And uh, holy cow. And they were doing meth. And that's all while she was stripping somehow or another. Also, you know, being a paid Well, that's—you could see exactly
4: what she is. Shut him down. Yeah, they shut him down. They shut you down. Because they didn't want you to get the truth out about Lauren Boebert. <laughs> That's the type of power she has, apparently. Uh, absolutely uh, incredible. You know, incredible, I think I might man. sue too. I yeah. think I think I might yeah. uh, sue myself. Yeah. And here you have an actual uh son of a president who is actually doing virtually all of that <laughs> and more. And
0: actually doing it, yeah. and we
4: have actual evidence and yet. They put all of that on Lauren Bulbert, who, you know, obviously.
0: Again, you guys are just focused. On the little stuff. Focused on the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're thinking, you know, meth head, oil and gas, no experience. She's a hooker. She's a stripper. Uh, You know, she had a couple of abortions. But do you know that also she was driving an ATV in Moab, and had a serious wreck with her son in the uh, in the back, and her uh, sister-in-law was so seriously injured that her sister-in-law had to be flown to a hospital via lifelight. But... Bobert didn't report the accident as required by Utah law, and then she (laughs) actively worked to cover the accident up two weeks before the primary election, including paying her sister-in-law off to remain silent about the accident and the life flight. Yeah, Mm. yeah, Mm. that's who you... That's Colorado. That's who you That's who you have. A stripper meth head... (laughs) Oil and gas, greedy, killer sister, almost, and have covering up with the life flight. That's what you got right there. Mm, cause that's interesting. Because doesn't
4: she? Didn't she own her own business too? I mean, uh, just to do all those things at once is pretty oh, impressive. I mean, maybe this, finally, this is the type of thing that should get you elected to fine. Congress. <laughs> just that type of multitasking. Fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> finally, you are talking about the real deal here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, i guess we are that's the way this
4: works apparently <laughs> i don't know pat i i feel like can you just say anything you want i understand there's a high bar when it comes to libel and all these things especially when it comes to public figures uh-huh but they're just make it seemingly yeah. making crap up to smear an elected official and i don't know does this cross that line it seems like it might kind of seems like it to me yeah it does seem that way. It seems like they, t- like again, they took everything from uh, Hunter Biden and put it on Lauren Bobert. <laughs> Except Lauren Bobert didn't drop off her laptop <laughs> with all of the evidence right. that she did Wait. all of these things at a random computer <laughs> store, and then leave it. Uh, no. And then leave it there for months. Yeah.
0: yeah, but you are again missing that she she used donor money to pay her taxes and restaurant rent, and she still owes her employees back pay. And she is currently threatening them if they say a word. (laughs) Okay. So she's also an an economic terrorist. Oh, man. Yeah, she is. I mean, how could you even possibly? No, you couldn't. Oh, I hope she sues the pants (laughs) off of them. I've never heard such a kitchen sink kind of case against somebody. Usually it's like they were. She's a hooker. And that's (laughs) it. This is. Yeah. She also. She's all. She's very. We have it on. We have it on good authority. She's also an alien, and she, she also <laughs> served as space. Chancellor of
4: Germany in 1936. <laughs> uh, so
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> they really did come up with every single oh thing they gosh, could. They yeah. could churn up here. I guess that that shows that they they find her to be a you know someone who is dangerous, right? That's someone who they're. Uh, afraid of I I don't know I don't know why you would do something like that they don't seem to have a ton of evidence I guess maybe in the uh, in the in the trial we'll we'll figure
0: that out Mm. well I will tell you this again you guys will not focus on the real (laughs) issue Mm -hmm. it's not that it's not that just they were meth heads Mm -hmm. but her husband Jason Mm also a drug dealer oh, oh wow. wow okay wow there's another this is a new busy wrinkle. family yeah, i just
4: i'm more impressed by how well they're able to keep all this stuff together <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of irons in the fire don't they
2: <laughs>
4: just the management yeah, skills alone are irons, enough yeah. for her to be in congress this is incredible
0: <laughs> es- especially you have to remember they're doing meth to keep yeah. all of this going <laughs> right. at the same time you're dealing and doing meth you're an incredible person. Mm. You are. You're worth every dime you you, you might charge in bed, uh, because you're just. You can do multiple things. Okay, Pat. Thank you so much. Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is the name of the podcast, and you can get it wherever you find your podcast. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Tunnel to Towers. Every day, in a thousand different ways, you participate in a system of liberties that absolutely did not come to exist for free. And while we honor those who fight for our freedom and our safety in many ways as we can, there's still much more to be done. Did you know that Joe Biden not only rehired all of those people that had been fired from the VA, remember when Donald Trump came in and, he, and they passed it through Congress? He fired all of those people, all of them that were screwing our, our VA uh, and our veterans. Do you know that Joe Biden, one of the first things he did was reverse that and gave all those people back pay and they're all back running things that they were fired for? Yeah. And then when we had this crisis on the border, he took emergency steps and took money from our VA system to ship things down to the border. So they had doctors and medicine down there. Screw the. Can you believe this? God, we are dealing with evil. So let's be people of merit. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month, if you will, at T, the number 2T.org. That's T2T, t, as in tunnel to towers.org. Do it now. Help get our veterans off the street and free little tiny houses. Mortgage-free, smart homes uh, for all those who have been critically uh, injured or, or you know, lost limbs and those who have not come home. They take the mortgage away if they have kids in the house, so they don't have to worry about that as well. It's T2T.org. Make a difference. Be a person of merit. Back in a minute.
2: This is... The Glenn Beck Program.
0: Oh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We're, we're really glad that you're here. Thank you so much for uh, listening. I'm sorry I was uh, I'm a little distracted in that uh, last break because I was uh, trying to get on the. Uh, sugardaddymeat.com to see if I could get a an evening with Lauren. C- can
4: I ask a a technical question because... about uh, sugardaddymeat.com? dot com? Um, I I yeah, and it's E E not E A. That, that that was yeah. my question because I when you said it I heard M E A T and I was like sugar that's a weird. But yeah. then later on I was like maybe they're just meeting up with the sugar daddies. It's not. Uh, the meat market sort of usage of Sugar Daddy. So it is M-E-E-T. I mean, is M-E-A-T
0: available? Is that something that maybe we could start as a side business? Uh, I don't know. You know, could you find out if it's available? Because maybe, you know, because I'm a cattle rancher, and uh, maybe I can be your Sugar Daddy (laughs) meat outlet. You know what I mean? Where you can just get hot, hot steaks. I feel like a lot of people will be typing that in and get
4: disappointed at the results when they get, uh, you know, a porterhouse
5: delivered.
0: (laughs) 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 And how many times would people just try to order a blonde? you know what i mean you're like no it's, no, the, no it's wrong site it's not what we do wrong. that's the other people wrong site yeah. i'm sorry
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah that is a it's an interesting oh. uh, is that by a, the way a growing business is this the type of thing uh is this the sort of growth industry we should
0: be getting involved in in this digital era i don't know maybe it is oh let me tell you Stu. i think everything except anything good is a growth area right now <laughs> i mean that There's not going to be a single ESG score against sugardaddymeat.com. There would be one for M-E-A-T. That's right. But not one for M-E-E-T. Yeah. (laughs) It's a sort of
4: backward society, I feel like. Uh, Potentially, we've crossed the line. Uh, (laughs) Anything that poisons the society is completely fine with ESG scores. And yet the opposite, uh, you know, seems to be completely oh, yeah. against the rules. I, I think that's that's probably a, an issue with the, the operating system of the country at this point. You know, who knows? I guess that's just the
0: way that we roll. Now, uh, Stu, mm-hmm. uh, let me just say... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron, Ron DeSantis uh, is... Um, I just think... I just think he is a, uh, he's a high class, uh, guy. You know what I mean? He's high class. He comes up with the best lines ever. Yesterday, uh, we found out that Elon Musk said that he would support Ron DeSantis as president. Now this is a guy who'd voted for Joe Biden and he said he would, uh, he would absolutely vote for Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis comes out and said, uh, well, you know, all I can say about this is, um, you know, I, I welcome any African-American support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very
4: funny. Yeah, and that is somebody who actually is an African-American. American unlike, you know, someone who was born in Jamaica and then moved here and they call them African-Americans. This is an actual African-American, Elon Musk. Uh, he's here from from South Africa.
0: Yeah, Africa. You know what's amazing is how early this cancel culture stuff started. Do you remember it was right around the turn of the century it was around early 2000s where a guy was working I think for the Miami Herald and was fired because he wouldn't describe a guy who had just been murdered as an African American. He wrote that he was a Jamaican American and the editor said no he's an He's black, right? Yeah, he's an African American. No, he's not. <laughs> he came from Jamaica. <laughs> well, they're all the same. They're all from Africa. Okay, all righty, then. This is the Glenn Beck program.
4: You know, Hillary, I thank you for that. I, I you know, a lot of people are talking about the Fauci COVID thing, and I, I understand everyone's points on it, and everyone, you know, I get why everyone gets fired up about it. But like, my bigger point here, and I don't know. Do we ever get to the moment in our lives where we don't hear about each time someone gets covid? Is there a point where like I, what of what relevance is it to me that Anthony Fauci has covid? I hope for his own, you know, sake that he does well and gets through it. But like why why do I have to get an announcement every time someone of any prominence, prominence gets an illness? I don't know any of their other illnesses. I don't know if they have HPV. I don't want to know if they have HPV.
0: Can this you just, just shut in, up? Hold it. Just hold it just a second. Breaking news just in. The President of the United States has bad gas this morning. (laughs) We thought we'd let you know. Bad gas. The President is okay. Hopefully he'll be recovering soon. But they gave him some gas X. He's been on gas X. We don't know why he has bad gas this morning. But we pray our hopes and our prayers and our thoughts are with the President and his bad gas. Back to the regular program now. you mm-hmm. the program well yesterday the fed raised the interest rates three quarters of a point what does that mean to you uh also there's some some additional news it was very convenient that uh, the economy the feds growth estimate is down to 0.0 so no growth but the good news is their estimate is not in the negative category. So, woo, we've avoided a recession, right? What's coming? What does all of this mean? Carol Roth joins us, the author of The War on Small Business. She is kind of our financial uh, guru on the program, a good friend of the program. She's a former, and I like what she says, a recovering investment banker. So she understands Wall Street and she understands you. We're gonna talk to her in 60 seconds. Most credit cards have a variable rate, which is fantastic when they're raising their rates, right? You gotta feel good when the Federal Reserve says, hey, three quarters of a point, because that's just the benchmark. They can raise it even more. And if your finances start to get rocky, it's adjustable and all of those rates will necessarily skyrocket. Look, here's what you need to do, get out of those high interest credit cards. And the way to do it right now is right now, take action and get a free mortgage review from American financing. And here's why I say right now, with the rates going up, housing is gonna come down and you're gonna lose all of that money that you had just gained uh, because of the market. You know, I know you're not gonna sell your house or you didn't sell your house, don't lose that money that you have in your house right now. Instead, it's much better to take uh, pay 5% interest on a loan than 20% interest on a loan with those credit cards. Please pay them off and, and find a fast and easier way to uh, get ahead if you can. It is uh, American Financing. Call them today for 10 minutes. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 82334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you. Now I feel so much safer that the federal government has had the last word there. Carol Roth, welcome to the uh, program. How are you, Carol.
3: Oh, you know, just watching the market implode and, you know, watching the lies come out of the the, the uh, White House. So just kind of another day under building back better, Glenn. How about you?
0: I know. Oh, great. Let me ask you a question. Um, I've taken money out of the stock market, but I also uh, have gotten burned before by taking it out and then, you know, missing the upside, et cetera, et cetera. And my, my uh, guy who, you know, watches over, my investments he's like glenn glenn it's going to come back it's not and i'm like i know it will come back but uh you know i'm i'm nearing 60 so if it's back in 10 years i'm going to start needing that money should you have any money i took about 50 percent out should you have any money in the market at this point it have any idea what's coming
3: yeah, so you know, obviously, this is not financial advice, and I think that you did the right thing by talking to your financial advisor because obviously, it makes you know a difference if you're closer to retirement or if you're somebody who's younger and has the time to wait it out. The reality is, we don't know. If I if I knew, I and I had this crystal ball, I'd be in a yacht on the Mediterranean and not on your program as much as I adore you, Glenn. Uh, but that's what I would be doing. <laughs> no,
0: I know. I wouldn't have a program.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So So the reality is, you know, they show you over long periods of time that the people who take money out of the market tend to miss the biggest up days in the market. You know, in these bear market situations, there are these kind of bull rallies that happen. And if you miss the 10 best days of the market over, you know, a 10 or 20 year period, that ends up killing the the, the returns that you get on your Correct. portfolio. So I do think, um, especially if you have a longer time horizon, that you should not panic. You know, you never want to be the one who's selling when the market is down. That's when you want to be buying, not that I'm saying to buy today, um, but you should be also hedging your portfolio and maybe realigning it and I think it's a good time to maybe look at the types of investments you have in your portfolio if you are looking at these high flying growth companies with weak balance sheets you know that don't make any money you know those are the ones that are going to struggle if they have these rock solid balance sheets they generate tons of cash they're in an industry that can pass um, price increases on to the consumer you know those are the ones who are going to su- survive and they're ultimately going to. Th- drive. So you know, that's the kind of thing you should be talking to your financial advisor about is maybe repositioning the portfolio right now.
0: So what's really crazy because of ESG um, right now would be the time, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Wall Street. Um, but right now would be the time that you would think you've got to get into oil and gas <laughs> because they're going to make a killing. They'll invest and they'll bring, you know, we'll start to really boom and they'll make a killing on it. That's not true anymore because the market is not free.
3: It it oil and gas is that even smart to do that now? so it depends on your perspective you know I'm a, a follow the money kind of person and obviously like you said the ESG push the green push the decarbonization push is so entrenched you know that they're going to throw more money at that and they've been keeping money from these sort of traditional areas of, of investment so the question you have to ask yourself and again I, I wish I could tell you the answer I can only tell you what to, to think about in terms of the question is do you think that we're going to see a reversal of course because right now part of the reason that everything is so expensive is because we have had all of this capital being directed away from the industry and there's severe underinvestment in all types of fossil fuels and traditional energy sources. So the, the play that you're going to have to go through in your mind is, do you think something is going to change or, you know, eventually here we get some temporary relief and then the green people continue to, to march on and you know completely Gosh, I- kill our, our dependence on fossil fuels
0: what is frightening is that letter that came from biden yesterday where he said to the oil (laughs) companies i will i have emergency orders where i will begin to direct this this is what hugo chavez did and it was over for venezuela
3: OK, so let's go back, you know, into, you know, whatever it is was, 50, 60 years ago. Venezuela was the fourth wealthiest country in the world. And like you said, that the, their powers that be said, we have wealth inequality. We need to hand this over to the government. We'll make sure that you are all rich. And they nationalized oil in a bunch of industries. Do you know what the median net worth in Venezuela is today, Glenn?
0: Don't, i i'm afraid no i don't
3: it's zero i am not making this up this comes from the credit suisse report on world wealth the median net worth they went from the fourth wealthiest country in the world to a median net worth not even an average a median of zero the midpoint of the country's wow. net worth is zero because they nationalized the oil and gas industry and the wealth so and is that it- is the trajectory they want to take us down here
0: So, Carol, is it is it unreasonable to say, I mean, you know, Biden is lying to us about gas and oil and ESG and all of that stuff. He's just out and out lying to us. Is it unreasonable to say that that's the way you get people to own nothing by 2030?
3: I mean, it's certainly one huge element of it. I mean, just think of if we had. Um, you know, some retraction of our energy where one day a week we couldn't you know, have enough energy to power electricity or to get us to where we need to be. And we all had to move to four day work weeks. Think of the productivity that we would lose. Think of how our GDP would shrink. Think of the rolling consequences of that throughout the economy. And, yeah, that's a really good way to start you know, killing the ownership of people. But, Glenn, they have so many different ways they are trying to attack you and make sure oh, that know. you own nothing. That's just one of the tools in their pocket.
0: I, I will tell you, I've, I'm up here at, at my ranch, and I am surrounded. I live in a town of very, very small. I mean, the, the next biggest town over is 5,000. Um, and it is... Um, it's all ranchers. I mean, it's all farmers and regular people, uh, dairymen. Uh, and they're all terrified. I mean, they can't buy fertilizer. Uh, water is already at a premium. And now the state of Washington and the state of Idaho is talking about taking down the dams, which would destroy the energy here. And it would destroy all of the water. I live in a desert. Okay, it's a high mountain desert. A lot of farms and cattle are here. And on top of that, they're also expressing to me fear that they'll even be able to keep their land.
3: I I think these are real concerns, and I hope the place that you're in is Galt's Gulch, because we've been looking for it for quite some time. Um, But the reality is that the wealthiest people in the United States, you know, the Bill Gates's the Harvard Hedge Fund they have all been buying up not only land but water rights. So it's something that we do need to keep a very close eye on because the question is, you know, why do they think this is such a good investment? You know, they're they're looking for return on their investment. Right. So what do they think is going to happen with the prices that they're making investments in farmland and in water rights? It's a an area, you know, it's one of those uh, I'll call it a dark gray swan cuz obviously we've talked about it, but really not enough people are focused on it. Um, And, you know, to the extent that, you know, you've got uh, this rationing of water on top of everything else. I mean, I I can't even imagine that scenario and the social unrest that comes with that.
0: So we have 30 year mortgage rates. They were last week, 5.5 percent this week. They're now at 6.28 percent. And the Fed raised the rates yesterday. What is this going to mean? (laughs)
3: Um, I do think they came down a little bit intraday, but yeah, it's still very high. This is a very challenging question. And the challenging question is because we have such a supply and demand imbalance in the housing market, again, because of all the idiotic things that the powers that be have done over the past couple of decades. So we have an undersupply of its estimated four to five plus million houses. And that's what has supported, um, you know, these. High prices in housing. Plus, you have all of these corporate buyers who are flush with cash who are coming in, and they are buying up. Talk about you know you will own nothing. They are buying up housing, the thing that makes people um, you know gain generational wealth, and they're doing it with all cash, so they don't need a mortgage. And sometimes they're not even looking; they're not even doing an inspection, so they're getting you know very very favorable um, outcomes. So yeah, I mean in terms of what happens with the the, the housing industry, the Mortgage rates are going to keep uh, first-time buyers and people who are just, you know, able to afford out out of the market even further. You know, they were already hurt because mm. of the the inflated asset bubble. You know, whether that means we'll certainly see some cooling off. I don't think we're going to see like a, a two thousand eight two thousand nine type implosion because we just don't have enough houses, and I don't think so- right now people are over leveraged.
0: So let's let's um, let's continue this conversation here in a second. Let me take one minute to break. But, um, you know, Canada said that already one out of every four houses, I think it is, uh, is underwater uh, or they can't they can't afford to keep their mortgage. And if it goes up, I think another point they said It'll be like 50% of the people won't be able to. So is Canada different than us? Because that sounds like a 2008. We'll get to that question here in uh, in just a second. By the way, um, Texas leads the nation. Texas leads the nation in homes being sold to companies like BlackRock. More homes in Texas are being sold to these corporate raiders than any place else in America. That's got to make you feel good. All right, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins book. This is the way that you can teach your kids about business and economics and how to start their own business and why you should be an entrepreneur. Our kids are not uh, being trained to accept risk at all. There is no risk. It's due to them. They want it. And why risk? You know, the federal government should bail me out if I've made a mistake. Well, that you can't run a capitalist system with people who are risk averse. You just can't. So, get this book from the Tuttle Twins for free. Today and tomorrow are the last day you can get it. The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business, you'll get it for free. Just pay for the shipping at com. The cost of shipping, you are going to have everyone should have this if you are a parent. If you are um, a grandparent, they have all kinds of different books. This one you can get for free for all different ages, but this one is so important. I wanted to make sure that you could get it just for the price of of shipping. This ends tomorrow, so please get this book now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 Seconds Station ID. So over one in five Canadians expect rising interest rates to have significant negative impact. One in four say that they will um, uh, be forced to sell their home if interest rates are increasing any further. So it's not as bad as I thought it was. One in four. Is Canada different than we are? Do they they don't have a shortage of homes?
3: So Canada has a massive shortage of homes. They have a very different scenario than we have here because they have um, even more foreign investment that has come in, particularly from China, on an even <sighs> lower supply of homes. So there's a great chart, and I was trying to find it during the break, and I'm going to have to have to circle back on that one, but I'll, okay. I'll put it All back right. into so my, we'll... my Twitter stream. Um, but there is this incredible chart that shows the median Income for Canada versus home value versus the US. And the home values compared to the incomes in Canada are so out of whack vis-a-vis where the U.S. is that absolutely they are much, much more um, in an area of a crisis. And I have friends who are in Canada and they go, yeah, my house is worth all, you know, all this money, but I can't sell it because where am I going to go? I have nowhere else to to go in and downsize into. So that is a really big issue that is different for them in a bad way versus here in the U.S.
0: Carol, there was a um, this really nasty socialist uh, extremist group that we expose that is pretty much running the agenda of the white house i at least i think they gave (laughs) the president i think it was a list of 10 or 20 things and he's done almost all of them verbatim uh except for uh the last one on the list is just declare a national emergency um and it's on climate and it makes me so nervous to see him so willing to say to the gas and oil companies yesterday that uh, this is an emergency and he will declare uh, an emergency and just take things over. That's what he's been saying and leading to for climate change. I think this is going to affect an emergency with food uh, a- a- as well. And then eventually jobs. We what does it mean that the fed rate has now or the fed growth is down at 0.0 i think that's intentional so we don't have a month in uh, headed towards a recession but what are we facing
3: I mean, we're facing a bunch of people who are completely disconnected with reality. And like you said, they they may be the puppets of nefarious actors. It it makes absolutely no sense. And it's so frustrating because, yes, we do have an emergency and they're the ones that caused it. And they could get us out of this emergency. They could shore up economic security. They could shore up national security by just doing a 180 on policy. It's pretty clear if you're Saying, there is an emergency here. We need to do something, but it's not just an emergency today. It's an emergency for the long term. So it would be really great to say for them to say, you know what, we understand maybe we got this wrong or, you know, we're in a different situation if they don't want to admit they that do. they're wrong and we're going to continue the green agenda. But we don't want to have fossil fuels uh, come out of, of Venezuela or the Middle East or these countries who are going to do it in a fashion that's less clean. We want to lead the way with the clean fossil fuels. And we're going to we're going to become the leader. We're going to shore up your economic security. We're going to shore up national security. We're going to shore up the security for our allies. And that's our plan going forward. And I don't care. Take credit for it. Come, pretend this was your great you know, brainstorm and none of us knew this. If you want the credit for it, I don't care. I just want to make sure we don't have all of those things that you talked about the food insecurity the rolling blackout the social unrest that comes with that and that leading us into full-scale global war i mean that is potentially where we are headed and he could change all of that today
0: the problem is people keep saying they won't admit that they're wrong but i i am and maybe it's the cynic in me but i've just seen too much i uh I don't believe they are wrong. I think they're getting the results that yeah. they want. Th- this is th- this is too um, too perfect in destroying yeah. the country. You know what I mean? Y- y- you you can't be wrong this consistently.
3: What would you do differently Carol, if you were take- trying to do it intentional?
0: Yeah, exactly right. Carol Roth, thank you so much for being on with us. We'll talk to you again uh, next week about cryptocurrency, etc. You could follow her at Carol J. Roth on Twitter or find her website, CarolRoth.com. Back with Mo Brooks and The Economist next. The Glenn Beck Program. Real estate agents, I trust. If you've ever moved before, you know it is a massive hassle. You need to have the right person on your side. So how do you find that right person? I didn't know. I never knew. Uh, I just, you know, uh, saw ad on a bus board in the old days. They had the biggest dad in the yellow pages. I don't know. Yeah, there's actually a difference in real estate agents. And if you know how to uh, judge them, you know what to look for. You can get a great real estate agent that will help you out a great deal. I was working with the um, the list of the 500 best agents in the country, uh, as uh, named by the Wall Street Journal a few years ago, and I got to know many of them. And we talked and I like, how do, what makes you better than everybody else? What do you do? Well, there is a formula, because they were all doing it. That's what we do for you at realestateagentsitrust.com. We find those kinds of real estate agents in your area and then recommend them to you as a free service to you. So you don't have anything to lose. And I want you to do your own homework. We've already done ours, but you do it as well. realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com And blazetv.com
4: slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
0: Coming up in about a half an hour, um, really a guy that I look to as a, a high-tech advisor. Um, his name is Jeff Brown. He's going to be on. He's been on. He's one of the more popular guests we have uh, had on. Um, and uh, he's going to be on with us next hour. I want to talk to him about this new mini nuclear power plant that they're developing here in Idaho. Um, is that reality? Uh, also, electric cars, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and the story that came out last week or early this week about AI. But first, I want to start this segment with one of my favorite moments on all of cable television in uh, of all time. Listen, you're it just simplifying. Keeps getting worse.
3: You're simplifying the issues that were on the plate of the nation at that point. I mean, we were looking at going re- reverting a depression at that point everyone, the Fed well, I chairman. I
1: disagree that we but, were going into a depression, but well, go ahead. Do
3: you have a degree in economics?
1: Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest honors.
3: Okay, so... so-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that! <laughs> that was Mo Brooks on MSNBC. Mo is joining us now. Hello, Mo.
1: Good morning, and by the way, I want to thank you for helping inspire me to run for the United States Congress. I was a part of that Tea Party wave that you were so active with, and 2008,
0: 2009, wow. and 2010. Wow. Well, I I hope you uh, return, because I, I think you are really, really fantastic. We need an economic mastermind in there that understands what's going on. Um, so let me just, uh, first of all, welcome to the uh, program. How's the campaign going?
1: Well, we're in a tough fight. Um, I don't know if we have time to go into it, but Washington, well, let me back up. I've served as an assistant district attorney in one county, a district attorney in another county, in the legislature, in the county commission, and now in Congress, and Congress is far and away the most corrupt environment I have ever served in. The question is whether it's legally corrupt or illegally corrupt, but it's very much corrupt. Yeah. Uh, the public policy debate is corrupted on a daily basis by the system that we have in place, most notably that to, say in the House of Representatives to get a major committee assignment, the opening bid price is a million dollars. And if you can't come up with that money, you're not considered. And you can't get that kind of money from Joe and Jane citizens, so you're forced to get it from special interests where there's a quid pro quo, and it's that quid pro quo that undermines the public policy debate, corrupts the public policy debate. And that's Jeez. why we're in such a heck of a mess in Washington, D.C. It, it just sickens me uh, that that's the process that is being used for the distribution of the powers of Congress, and that the special interests dominate that process because you can't get the money anywhere else.
0: Well, Mo, I I sincerely hope you win. You're running now for Senate, and we need good people that are logical um, and uh and rock solid. We need some more people to uh join the very few in uh the Senate uh that can actually provide some leadership. Let me talk to you a little bit about, because you do have a high honors of financial degree, can you talk to us a little bit about what is coming our way?
1: Well, we're headed for a national insolvency and bankruptcy because the public is not smart enough to figure out that there's no free lunch, that every one of these things that we spend money on, particularly the giveaway programs, someone's got to pay for them. By way of example, over the last three years, responsibility is Trump, responsibility is Biden, and the major responsibility is the United States Congress. That's what covers those last three years. We've had $7 trillion in deficit. That's horrific. That is the worst in American history. And, and we've got a $30 trillion debt. And you're starting to see the adverse effect that this debt and deficit has on our currency in the form of inflation. Although in fairness, there are two other contributors to our inflationary pressure. One is the Biden administration's attack on energy. And another is the uh, rather radical pay people not to work policies that came forth in 2020 in response to uh, COVID that in turn uh, interrupted our supply chain, which in turn forced higher prices. So you put those three things together, all of them are easily fixable. You just got to elect people to Washington that have the understanding and the backbone to do what is necessary to prevent this kind of inflation yeah. that's starting to run rampant through our economy. But that's just one example of what an economics background can do. Cause you understand these things intuitively because you've studied them and you've watched them over the decades.
0: I mean, uh, Joe Biden is still talking about more spending. He's saying, if you had passed my build back better bill, we would have, we wouldn't have been in this. It, that would have made it only, only worse. ESG. I'm, I'm sure you're up on ESG and the Great Reset, um, correct?
1: Both of those are horrible.
0: Okay, good. Um, and what Biden is doing now to the gas companies and the oil companies through ESG and then through also through the administration, um, he said that this uh, this war was going to be tough. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna pay a, a price for it, but we're gonna cripple uh, Russia. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this. The ruble is the, what is it, the most stable or the, uh, most, uh, sought after currency in the world now. Uh, and, and they are making more money on oil and gas than they were before. And we're the ones being punished.
1: Well, you've got on an energy level uh, joe biden who is afraid that the is going to end unless he reduces the consumption of oil that in turn his attack on energy production in north america particularly with his attack on the keystone pipeline but it doesn't end there has resulted in dramatically higher oil and gas prices which in turn is the bread and butter of the russian economy so what joe biden has done has dramatically enhanced the military capabilities of russia the very same Russia that we're dealing with in Ukraine.
0: <clears throat> so can, can you help me uh, on, on this? We have given Ukraine now about $60 billion. That is the entire budget of the entire Department of Defense. It's $65 billion, to be accurate, um, in Russia. So they spend, for the entire defense budget, $65 billion a year. We have sent over just us in aid about $60 billion. They're now saying they're running out of bullets. So we're sending more bullets and we're sending, uh, more money as of this week, another billion dollars. Mo, I don't trust any of this. This is the most corrupted, uh, corrupt country in the world. I'm very concerned that A, we don't have the money to do this and B, Where is the money going?
1: Well, I can tell you where a bunch of the money is going in that last $40 billion uh, bill that passed the United States Congress, uh, passed the House with over 85 percent, passed the Senate with over 85 percent of the vote. Uh, The bulk of that money is staying in America, although in fairness, it's building weapons that to a large degree will then be sent uh, to Ukraine. Uh, I've I've got an itemization of it uh, right in front of me that I drafted myself, having studied that 30-page bill. Uh, about 2.7 billion of it is for United States military operational costs. Another 8.7 billion is for the acquisition of weapons for the United States military. Uh, to a large degree, though, in fairness, that's replenishing our stockpiles of munitions like Stingers and Javelins. Uh, much of which was reduced to uh, support what was going on in Ukraine. Then you've got another $6 billion that is uh, for the manufacture of weapons in the United States. So it's paying uh, Americans to uh, build these weapons. But that $6 billion uh, net result of weaponry, that is going directly uh, to Ukraine. It's earmarked for that purpose. And then you've got another $4 billion out of that 40. That is a lend-lease program where we're going to loan Ukraine the money. They're then going to buy American weaponry. Uh, So that tallies up to 20-something billion dollars, the bulk of which is, well, close to all of it is either spent on U.S. military uh, or is spent on weapons that are being manufactured in America, paying American workers, but will six to ten of it um, go to Ukraine. And then you've got the humanitarian relief side of it, which is the refugee problem. The bulk of that will not go into Ukraine. It will go into Ukraine's neighbors, who are having to absorb millions of refugees, some of it will go into the Ukraine, but it's a it's a hodgepodge of things. It should have been better written. It shouldn't have been as expansive as it is. And you're right. We should have offset it by cutting someplace else. That's the correct way to address the spending problems. Yeah. But this bill by, by itself will probably increase our deficit over the next, um, say, three years, because it's a three-year spending package, 1% to 2%, somewhere so, in that ballpark. That will be the increase in deficit because of this one spending bill.
0: And we people don't realize, when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, if I'm not mistaken, that raises the infra, in, um, uh, interest rates as well, because we lead and, and others follow, but it, it raises the interest rates on our own debt that we're constantly renewing. How much... Uh, I mean, 3% interest rates uh, for our debt is pretty crippling. At what point do we just stop? I mean, default. They always say, we'll never default. Yeah, that's because we'll print money. But that's, that is default. That's the
1: end. Glenn, How higher the interest rates have you, to be? Glenn, you're spot on with what you just said. The Federal Reserve increased uh, interest rates 0.75%. Uh, uh yesterday as as i understand the media reports i haven't actually read the fed report yet but if that's true that's going to have a cascading effect on all interest rates throughout the economy sometimes it takes a while for it to uh, have that cascading effect but 0.75 percent on 30 trillion dollars and i'm doing this in my head but that's in the neighborhood of 230 uh, billion dollars a year and higher debt cost over the long haul per year over the long haul as our debt slowly but surely is now it starts getting borrowed at that higher three quarters of one percent rate Jeez. now two hundred and something billion dollars that's about a third or a fourth of what we spend on national defense and in turn that two hundred and something billion dollars also increases our deficit each year because we don't have the money Not we're, all we're all having all to all borrow the money all to pay our own uh, I mean, it's just horrible. We're headed to a national insolvency and bankruptcy. And the real problem is that the American people are, have not been smart enough to figure it out. If they were smart enough to figure it out, they'd elect people to Washington. And they're much more responsible than these debt junkies that we get on a regular basis. We just in Alabama, by way of example, have a senator, who, uh, Richard Shelby, who's bragging about all these earmarks that he got for our state. Well, it's all borrowed money. And Richard Shelby, he's been in Congress since the 1970s. He's had a long career. He's gotten a lot of buildings named after him throughout the state of Alabama, again, with borrowed money. But when he got into the United States Congress, we had less than a trillion dollars of debt. Now we've got over $30 trillion in debt. And he's probably more responsible for America's deficit and debt burden than any other person alive in the United States of America. But he's been elected for 40-something years in a row because the people like... Uh, congressmen and senators who bring home the pork. They don't connect the dots to hey, this is your money that he's bringing back. We have to take it from you first with the federal government getting a cut of the action before we give some back to you. The public doesn't figure that out, and that's why we're in the economic mess that we're in. And ultimately, it's going to be a national insolvency and bankruptcy that has the prospects of making the Great Depression of the 1930s a picnic.
0: Yeah, I know. We're talking to Congressman Mo Brooks. Uh, Mo, I would... If I if I wanted to destroy your chances of winning, I would endorse you. Um, but I don't make endorsements, and that's a good thing, because everybody I endorse always loses. But I, if I lived in Alabama, you would be my
1: pick for uh Well, you know uh, who you would I mean, be you're... competing with? You'd be competing with the who? executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party, who has endorsed my opponent in the Republican primary.
0: Well, that's always good. That's always good. That's the kind of endorsement you need. All they need now is the endorsement from the Communist Party. and they, Oh, well, they already have it. They have the Democrats. Anyway, Mo Brooks, thank you very much. If you would like to get involved with uh, Mo's campaign, I guess, is it just MoBrooks.com?
1: That's it, Glenn. And the election is this Tuesday, so if you're going to help, help fast. But most importantly, go to the polls on Tuesday and vote. Whoever's team shows up wins. I've got the conservatives and the Republicans. My opponent, Katie Britt, has the liberals and the Democrats and has the rhinos, okay. has the dead junkie wing of our party. So it's up to you, America. And- All
0: right. M.O. I'm sorry to cut you off. We're just up, uh, up against the break. Uh, M.O. Brooks dot com. M.O. Brooks Back in just a second. <clears throat> Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's LifeLock. If you didn't have to worry 24/7 about the likelihood of, I don't know, what Mo was just talking, collapse. And then you also have to add pressures on like cyber criminals and people stealing your information online. Gosh, what could we accomplish if if we weren't bogged down with all of this crap? LifeLock. LifeLock will help unbog you down. It will help clear the path so you don't have to worry about just another thing. LifeLock is there to protect your information. Now, they can't catch everything. Nobody can. But they monitor things better than you can on your own and most places. And here's where I think they're really the best. If you do become a victim, their restoration specialist can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. And with, uh, with uh, LifeLock, you can also get the insurance so if something happens, you don't have to worry about it. No one can protect all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now, 25% off your first year if you use the promo code Beck at LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. Save 25%. Stay informed.
2: Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com.
0: The Dow is down 841 points right now. Um, that Jeez. means something to your retirement funds that's just getting slaughtered. It is so important that you have somebody stable and intelligent and has a background in financial things and the Constitution like Mo Brooks. He's running against a woman who is the incumbent had been there forever. And she, wasn't she, like, his chief, chief of, staff of staff or something? I think.
4: Yeah, yeah, Katie Britt. Oh, and, you know, very, so very entrenched in, the, right. you know, very much the establishment ca- candidate in this race, which, you know. Horrible. Yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense to me that she would be the choice uh, in this moment. Um, you know, especially because, like, you know, people on the left criticize Mo Brooks as he's extreme. And in some ways he is like he's one of the only people in Congress that care about spending anymore. So in that way, yeah, he really is a kind of an extreme. But the, and I think the type oh. of extreme we need at this point.
0: Yes. Somebody who believes in the Constitution, somebody who understands what's happening economically, Mo Brooks, please, please for Senate. Are you kidding me? No brainer, Mo Brooks. This is the Glenn Back program. I am. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Jeff Brown uh, next. Um, Jeff Brown is a uh, chief investment analyst at Brownstone Research. Um, he is, a, he looks at all of the high tech things and so he's way, way ahead of, uh, everybody else. And he's been, you know, in Silicon Valley advising Silicon Valley for a long time. Then he started doing this. And there's a couple of things that are happening right now. One, AI. Where are we on that? How dangerous could it be? And what does it mean? How good could it be? Um, And then also on top of that, I want to talk to him about this new mini nuclear reactor that is being built here in Idaho. uh, That is, it just sounds remarkable. Uh, I mean, I don't know why if we want to get off and be green, I don't know why we're not pouring everything into this. He'll know more on it to see if it's workable, stable, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But apparently ultra ultra safe can't go into China meltdown uh, or the China syndrome, apparently um, and can provide one of them can provide power for 10,000 homes. That's fantastic. Back in a minute. to the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad you're here. Uh, This hour, I'm going to be taking you down a couple of roads. One, Joe Biden wrote an outrageous letter to the oil companies and accused them of price gouging, yada, 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 and not doing their patriotic duty. Meanwhile, he's the guy who is responsible, really, truly, honestly. He and ESG are responsible for the price you're paying at the pump, which it's going up every single day, and there's no end in sight. He, he actually said he has emergency powers that he would be forced to use if they didn't get on the stick. This is something this program has warned you about, um, especially in the last few weeks. Emergency powers being evoked will change our nation forever. Jeff Brown is also with us. He is the uh, chief investment analyst and the founder of Brownstone Research. Um, He uh, writes a newsletter called The Bleeding Edge. He is also a guy who has worked at the executive level at some of the biggest and best technology companies in the world, like Qualcomm and Juniper uh, Networks and uh, NXP Semiconductors. So he's been in the Silicon Valley world and he knows it really, really well. I want to talk to him about a couple of things. One, on energy, there is a new micro nuke, um, a reactor that is very small. They say can't go into China uh, syndrome, is extremely uh, powerful but safe, and it looks like it could come online. Now, is anybody investing in this? Is the government going to allow this, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But it could come online next year. Uh, and could be a very green solution. I'd like to talk to him about that. Also, the story that we got earlier this week on AI, um, AI being sentient, some say. I don't think that applies. I don't even know what that means. But he'll be here to define it and also tell us the upside and the downside of uh, artificial general intelligence. Are we even close to that? It seems from several ethicists from uh, google that have uh, been ushered the door or uh, retired they say uh yeah we're we're really close if not already there all that and more coming up in a second first let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's rough greens jason wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens he says ginger loves rough greens she's four years old can be a pretty picky eater sometimes but with rough greens, she eats her food immediately and she has more energy and uh, is more regular keep it coming rough greens i want to keep her eating healthy ginger started enjoying rough greens right out of the gate i was the same with my dog same with uh, stew's dogs same thing but it's it's not a dog food it's something you put on your dog's food and some dogs don't like it And Rough Greens has so much confidence that your dog is going to like it and that you'll continue to order it um, that they're going to send you the first bag free. Some dogs don't like it. If your dog likes it, you sit back and watch over the next few months how much this changes your dog, all for the better. I mean, they're healthier, they're more active, uh, and hopefully will have a much longer life. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Jeff Brown, how are you, sir? Jeff, are you there?
6: I am. Good morning.
0: Hey, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can, we start with, um, uh, can we start with just this small little mini-nuke that is being developed in uh, Idaho? Can you, do you know anything about it, and is it real, and could we actually get this off the ground?
6: uh yes it's um it's very real it's uh it's interesting research uh that's being done up in uh in idaho um of course, these smaller nuclear reactors um, have been in development for years uh, much safer not capable of a nuclear meltdown um very promising obviously doesn't emit any uh have any carbon emissions as uh, it, it produces energy a uh, wonderful solution to Many of the problems that uh, we're experiencing uh, today, um, but it does have one big political problem uh, that I see, and that is the fuel that it uses. Of course, it still uses a radioactive fuel. It's kind of a low-grade enriched uh, uranium, not quite the same as what's used for nuclear fission reactors, but um, probably the biggest problem that I see with something like that isn't as much um, a, a technology issue, but one of a political issue. Uh, there will be some level of radioactive waste. And uh, I think it would be very hard to um, uh, to push that through from a political standpoint.
0: Jeez, we are just killing ourselves. How far are we, Jeff, from, you know, we are just shutting down oil and gas and coal we're going to go into, uh, brownouts. Everybody is saying that that's coming this summer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for a green revolution. I'm all for, you know, everything we have to do to have good, stable energy that's really super clean. Um, but we're shutting down. We're talking about getting rid of all the hydroelectric plants and getting rid of all of the dams in Idaho and Washington state. That's insanity. How close are we to something revolutionary?
6: Uh, well, I, there's, um, quite a few reasons to be, for us to be very optimistic, actually. Uh, back in 2019, I actually, um, my prediction at the time was that by 2024, um, we would have a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion reactors, uh, in that, um, we'd see the first fusion reactors actually producing, uh, net positive energy. In other words, they would produce more energy than was required to run and control um, right. the fusion reaction. And the benefit of nuclear fusion is that um, some forms of it produce absolutely no radioactive waste. And I can say, um, sitting here in 2022, the summer of 2022, um, I feel more confident than ever than that, that that prediction will be proven to be accurate. And the real exciting developments are actually happening in the private sector right now. So there's companies out there, Commonwealth Fusion Systems uh, out of Boston, uh, General Fusion out of Vancouver. Uh, TAE is another big one out of California. They're doing incredible work and they're getting very close uh, to that point of, of at least producing so- a proof of concept
0: so yeah that that's what i was going to say proof of concept because i've heard that w- that they just did an experiment and showed that it is it's possible and it's working but it was like a fraction of a second that it was online right
6: that's that's right they haven't built out yet a, the commercial scale um uh fusion reactors which is what's happening right now and you know once they have that Commercial scale and we can think of that as being something that would fit inside of a their compact reactors that would fit inside of the uh, semi trailer, for example, or, you know, a small warehouse. Um, they will be that small and uh, much better designed for a distributed uh, uh, utility grid, basically.
0: Um, when it comes to batteries, I, I don't know if you saw the Lightyear, um, that is coming out. I think this is a French vehicle. And they're talking about how it has solar panels on it, so you never have to charge it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it, it also has a range of 43 miles. Um, you know, you, you can, you can charge it as you drive it, um, and, uh, you know, you can get better mileage on it. But that's what they're guaranteeing now. They're saying this is the first one of its kind that can charge it, uh, on the way. I know in my house, I'm completely off the grid. So I have wind, solar, and natural gas backups, uh, or propane backup generators. Um, but it is, it's not ready for prime time. It's way, way expensive. And the batteries that I have are, I don't know, fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a piece. And they're the size of a couch how close are we to on batteries and with everything that's going on in the world? I mean, we won't mine our own, uh, you know, minerals for batteries. Are we going to be able to have the stuff to build them here?
6: Well, that, you know, that, that car, the light year, I mean, it, it's, it's an, <laughs> I kind of look at that as an interesting science project. Uh, you know, theoretically yeah. <laughs> you can charge, you know uh, uh the, the the batteries through the solar panels uh to get enough to drive a few miles but it takes such a long time it's not practical at all and to your point very expensive the car is more than a quarter of a million dollars the batteries add additional cost onto that a much smarter approach is actually more similar to what you've taken you know put solar panels for example on the roof of your home buy a fifty 000, uh electric vehicle and charge that vehicle with the electricity that's coming off of your solar panels. That'll get you in at a fraction of the price and, um, uh, you know, emission-free. That's a great solution. Now, there is Recurs- something... I, Go ahead. I, I was going to say there's something I think you'll be very excited about, um, which is a new company uh, that just came out of stealth uh, called Avalanche uh, Energy. And they are building the equivalent of what's happening in Idaho, but a fusion reactor. And get this, their device is roughly the size of a large shoebox. So one foot
2: by cow. two
6: feet in size. You and I could easily stand up and hold one in our hands. And their approach to the fusion reactor is very different. Rather than the temperature of the sun to create this plasma reaction or extremely high pressures, uh, to kind of fuse ions. Um, they're taking uh, an interesting approach in trapping ions in orbit and then using very high voltage to create the plasma reaction. So in theory, 600,000 volts, uh, will, uh, maintain this plasma reaction, fuse the ions and release this clean energy, no radioactive waste of any kind. And what's interesting about this is that something that's the size of a shoebox could actually be used as the source of energy for a car, for a semi-trailer, for a cargo ship, and even for an aircraft.
0: Wow. How far away is that? I'm just looking at it now. It's incredible.
6: It, it is. And in fact, um, it's, it's very timely for our discussion. This, uh, they just came out of stealth uh, just a few weeks ago. Very promising technology. Looks good on paper in terms of theory. They're already working on some prototypes. The most challenging thing that they need to overcome is really how to manage this 600,000-volt basically reaction inside of this small device, it's no easy challenge, but uh, it can be done. I can see how it can be done, uh, which is why it's such a promising company. And so I think this is a great kind of complement to these compact nuclear fusion reactors, which would, you know, fuel municipalities, cities, large neighborhoods, casinos. And then this would be small enough to Uh, to fuel a small group of homes or, like I said, a semi-trailer or even an aircraft, which is a really exciting possibility.
0: Okay, so um, one more question. I've got to take a break in about a minute, and we'll come back with you. But um, uh, 600 and some volts, uh, volts and watts are different. How many watts is that? How many watts would it take? I mean, can you get it from the sun uh, from, you know, in your car?
6: Uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. Uh, an easy analog would be uh, 600,000 volts. Um, uh, compare that to uh, the voltage in your car battery, you know, what, what uses – turns your engine over. That's about 13 volts. So <laughs> there's a big gap between uh, the two yeah. um, uh, to maintain this reaction. But it's not insurmountable. That's the, that's the key.
0: Okay. So it's a shoebox. Connected to a very large series of batteries.
6: Uh, yeah, well, in fact, you wouldn't need it as many batteries because it's producing a net energy output, right?
0: So once you get it started, it doesn't. It can feed off itself. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Wow, that's great.
6: The batteries. That's the great. batteries would store enough energy to start the reaction and then maintain
0: it. Wow, that that would be incredible. Okay, hang on just a second. More with uh, Jeff Brown. I want to talk to him a little bit about AI, some really scary stuff's coming out. And, you know, the average Joe is not going to know what's alive and what's not with AI soon. And we'll talk to him about that coming up in a second. First, let me tell you about American financing. American um, financing. NMLS one 823 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The vacation you've been planning was expensive to begin with. Now add the newer, higher cost of gas, and let's not forget the credit card feeds, and that's already up to 19%, expected to rise again soon. But don't let all of that ruin your plans. Please get a free mortgage review today from the consultants over at American Financing. These are, I think, critically important uh, employees that are salary-based, so they don't make a commission on anything. They don't, they don't uh, take kickbacks from the banks to get you into a certain kind of loan instrument. Um, they just look for uh, the, the right loan for you and your home loan to your equity and changing that over and getting out of your high-interest debt. And American Financing, this is what they do every day to be able to help you um, stay ahead of the game and save as much money as you possibly can. You can close it as fast as 10 days. You could skip two payments. Um, and, and they'll close at your house. It's really great. American Financing at 800 906 2440. 800 906 2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. <laughs> AI, um, real quick, do you um, are are we investing enough in these companies? I mean, we are cutting our own throat right now by shutting everything down, and I think it would be much more logical to keep it going um, until we had this technology that we may be very close to. Once you get it up and running and it's stable then shut everything else down and use it as backup in case you have to have it. But we're not doing that. Are are, are we getting the right... Are, are things being funded, and do you think the powers that be will actually allow these things to be introduced?
6: Well, um, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think the we should have had a... Manhattan Project-style investment with very large economic incentives in place uh, at least a decade ago to yes. aggressively tackle this clean energy uh, issue and invest in nuclear fusion, which I really see as the only true clean energy solution that can, can fuel our baseload power requirements, the kind of power that's required to run our factories and our neighborhoods and our cities. Right. It should have been done a very long time ago. Now, with that said, I will say that the private industry has done a remarkably good job and has invested um, billions and billions in the most promising projects, some of which I've already named. Uh, And what I've seen in the last 12 to 18 months is that the the rounds of investment size have increased dramatically. Um, So we're seeing you know, a half a billion dollars raised into one single company.
0: Right. Is that, though, because it's the right project, or is that because of ESG and, you know, BlackRock and the government kind of directing where it wants it to go?
6: The the VC firms behind these companies, the ones that are making the big investments, uh, uh, are... Um, because they believe in the projects, actually, um, you know, these are private companies. They wouldn't be allocating that much capital um, just to greenwash or to appear to be investing in ESG. Um, they're because these projects literally have incredible substance.
0: Good, okay, um, Jeff. Uh, I we didn't talk about what I actually booked you for, but can you hang on after the next break so we can really kind of okay. get into AI or yeah. OK, good. Yeah, that's um, we're talking to Jeff. We're talking to Jeff Brown. Um, there have been some major breakthroughs in neural networks um, and and language processing. Um, and it is getting to be where A.I. can think and and put language together that makes people think that that's that is not a machine that's alive. And a few of the, um, people that have been working for Google have either been shown the door or have quit because they think what's going on is, uh, a little frightening. And they say that it is, it has reached AGI, artificial general intelligence. And if that's true, that should concern all of us, but I'm not sure that's true. The more I, I read, um, but we need to know what we're playing with because we are playing with fire and fire will warm you or fire will burn you. I don't know which one ends up uh, being friend or foe, but Jeff will have the update on what's going on now in uh, just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Back Program. So pain is your body's way of letting you know that there's something wrong. Most of the time, what it's trying to tell you is that you have inflammation on your joints. Um, it could also be that you have your hot your hand on the hot burner, um, and that would be be different. Of course, that would cause inflammation as well. Um, you can find ways to mask the pain, but that doesn't work all that well. And sometimes the stuff you take will leave you feeling so hollow and shallow and sleepy and awful. The other option is you can fight this inflammation. That's what I did. Once I was finally convinced to try Relief Factor. No, I wasn't convinced to try it. My wife told me I was going to try it, and I did because she's always right. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. Uh, it's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight the inflammation. Try the three-week quick start developed just for you. Nineteen ninety five, a $1 dollar a day like a travel pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it and gone on to uh, order more. Seventy percent of them go on to order more. Nineteen ninety five, the three week quick start. Do it now. One eight hundred four, the number four relief. One eight hundred four relief or relieffactor.com. Go to blaze TV.com slash Glenn and subscribe to Blaze TV
4: today. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save ten bucks.
0: So earlier this week, I brought you a story from the Washington Post about a Google engineer and uh, ethicist who I would not put in an ethics role, but um his name is Blake Limone and he would interface with uh, something I think is called Lambda. It is uh, Google's artificially intelligent chatbot generator, and he talked about how they discuss God, uh, how it said, you know... Pretty much I'm alive and I you know, I'd like the right of talking to the engineers if they would just give me permission before they experiment on me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um and so he, along with others, have come out recently and said these things are uh are sentient. I-, I don't even know how to define that. And um these machines are getting so good that it's gonna be very hard for the average person because we um we are very um anthropomorphic people you know we look at things and we see human traits in them and so then we start to think of them as as humans with human traits and they're not and so we can get confused quickly the reason why i bring this up i mean it would be great to have a, a you know a, an assistant a digital assistant that was so good at everything that they were taking care of everything for you um i mean it's so good in a in a way um but if it's a g i artificial general intelligence when we get there we better know what we're doing and we be- we better have answered the ethical questions because that's a different world jeff brown joins us uh, again uh to talk about this jeff have you looked into uh, Lambda and some of the other things that are happening?
6: Uh, yeah, Yes, for years, actually. I think, um, you know, the, the developments of um, these kind of neural networks, which are referred to as large language models, uh, I mean, the last five years have been absolutely extraordinary. Um, uh, you know, the press hasn't really talked about this, but um, with without a miss, every single year we've had one, at least one major development, one major breakthrough in this kind of neural network technology, this artificial intelligence that has the ability to communicate with us in um, in a very natural way.
0: I know. I know. Two years ago, I think it was two years ago, I read a story from Microsoft that said that they had they were working with. Uh, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning, and I think it was a chat box, and and it start a chat bot, and it started to teach the other language, and within 20 minutes, it was developing an entirely separate language that nobody understood except these two computers, and they unplugged it. Um, I mean, are we even going to be able to keep up with these things?
6: Uh so the answer is uh no, once we hit that inflection point and it um the AI itself uh becomes really self learning and almost self motivated to grow, um, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, um to keep up with uh
0: with how it develops. And this is, um and this is I, like an alien life form, we have we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know if it will be benevolent or if it will be, uh, you know, something that is, uh, you know, looking at uh, humans as, you know, uh, bugs in the end. Um, it does the software training right now that seems to be scary at best just because of what where we are politically right now. Do we know the ethics behind this stuff and – is asimov's Asma's, uh how do you say it asimov's law um his three laws uh, do you think they will hold true
6: well fortunately that's the one that, that we can control we we can um provide the foundational programming for an artificial intelligence asimov applied it to robotics and um you know the first law is a, ro- a robot can't injure a human being or through an action, allow a human being to come to harm. Uh, they have to obey the orders given by us humans, except where the orders would violate the first law. And then the third law is it must protect its own existence as long as it doesn't break the first two laws. And so first those can kind of be encoded into an artificial intelligence or an AI that's embedded inside of, uh, of a robot. Um, the harder part is really understanding um, the motivations of an artificial intelligence that may actually operate within those three laws, um, but be motivated to do things that perhaps we might not want them to do, right?
0: Correct. And how far are we away? Do you think that this is – Do you, A, do you believe that there is a real definition of a sentient being uh, when it comes to A.I.? Uh, and Or how would you define that? Just as something that says, I'm alive and I recognize tomorrow? Or what is that?
6: Well, you know, the, probably the most simplest definition would just be um, that a being is self-aware. Um, self-aware of where it is, um, what it is. Uh, its ability to think for itself um to not be entirely controlled, for example, by a software program or a software engineer or a team of software engineers. but this concept of self awareness is uh, to me the most critical um aspect of sentient so, a sentient being
0: so how do we know how do we know when it is because what they're saying what Google is saying is no, no no, this is just a really good language machine. Um, that can think on its feet, and so it is claiming self-awareness, but it's not actually self-aware. How do we know?
6: Well, I mean, between you and me, (laughs) uh, I don't think we should trust anything that Google tells us. Um, And there's really three major players in the world of um, large language models um, and uh, this kind of... uh, AI technology. One is the Google brain group in the U S the second is uh, an outfit called deep which is based in the UK, yes. which Google actually acquired. And the third right. is an, uh, a group called open AI. Um, they have and that's
0: people- Elon Musk.
6: Yes. Uh, Elon Musk was one of the original founders, but he has kind of since distanced himself from OpenAI, um, he fell out uh, ironically on some ethical concerns with the direction the group was mm. um, taking. Um, but the thing to keep in mind here, and you know, to answer your question about how close we are, what's kind of scary and also exciting at the same time is, I'll give you an example. OpenAI came out with its original um, GPT, which was the name of its large language model in 2018 came out with GPT-2 in 2019, GPT-3 in 2020, which was bleeding edge at that time, and um, they're coming out with the fourth generation of this, which will be more advanced than what Google's latest Lambda product, the LAMDA, Um, and I'll tell you by how much more. So uh, Lambda is is built on what's referred to as 137 billion parameters. That's what it learned from the GPT four from OpenAI is trained on a hundred trillion parameters, a hundred trillion. That's 500 times the size of its previous oh version. And the reason that is so material and relevant is that large language models and artificial intelligence have developed on a very smooth curve. In other words, the more, Parameters you give them, and the more computing power you give them, the more accurate and intelligent they become. Uh, and GPT-4 from OpenAI is due out this summer, literally in July or August. Glenn, we are in for a major shock when that gets released. It will be even more advanced wow. than we saw. Um, I'm sure you've read the transcript, the discussion um, between the software engineer. The AI research terrifying um, Google. It, it It is, it's remarkable to most people to your earlier point, they would not know that they're speaking with an AI. It is very mm-hmm. human like in terms of its conversation. It's very natural. It's not perfect to an experienced reader. They can identify that this is not a human being, but to most people, this would feel very real. Um, and so, Let's take this conversation and um, improve it by a factor of 10 or more. Uh, that's what we should expect coming out of GPT-4 in just literally two or three months.
0: Okay, so uh, I want to go back to Google. When you said, don't trust anything, Google says, Here's, here was my fear. When I read that transcript, it is truly terrifying um, because it is claiming to be alive. It is claiming that he, it has rights. Um, and, uh, and they, it's, it's seemingly asking for simple things like, don't experiment on me without talking to me and getting my permission. That worried me because if this is the beginning of intelligence, real intelligence and some sort of artificial life, Um, I don't want that stored in the background, that humans would just experiment on them. Um, That seems extraordinarily dangerous.
6: It is dangerous. It's um, very powerful. Um, uh, Presuming that uh, Google actually does achieve this and it does become self-aware, you know, would it share that? with the world would it be incentivized to be honest about you know what it's just unlocked um that's where i'm very uh suspect this is uh, obviously also could be a remarkable tool for empowerment you use the example of a digital assistant um google could give the equivalent of a personal digital assistant out to every human being on earth uh, and they could perform the functions of an executive assistant for everyone at no charge whatsoever. Imagine the the productivity gains that the world would experience um, with this kind but, of power.
0: But also imagine if Google, because it was free, um, Google could also give us a digital assistant that was working in the background on some of Google's goals. So you don't know if this idea to buy something, to do something, to think something is your idea or uh google's idea that has just been really deftly introduced into your life
6: yes so the one thing we can be sure of google does not is not magnanimous it, it all of its actions are for profit and so in the best case scenario it would simply communicate with us learn more about us and then sell access to our data and information to advertisers to increase advertising revenue. The whole business is built on that. Now, in the worst case scenario, to the point you're alluding to, and they've already proven to do this in particular in the last elections, as we know very well, that they could not only try and censor or ban information that we're seeing, but they could intentionally and very subtly push a political narrative or agenda to the entire world in any language on earth. God that is us. what I'm most concerned about.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I've never, you know, I looked at Blade Runner when the first one came out, and I'm like, oh, please, the corporation is. And now I I look at it, and that's very real. That is a very real possibility that everything is controlled by, uh, you know, companies like Google that have just introduced these things, given them to us for free, and now we find ourselves really almost in unknowing at least for a while slavery it's crazy crazy
6: it is frightening um the the power that will be um given to the company or companies uh that actually um produce these models these uh neural networks um will will be just unparalleled so whether it's an apple or whether it's tesla with you know tesla before the end of this year will have a bipedal robot that will have intelligence to what degree we don't know yet you have google and facebook is another one that we need to be very wary of um but we have can i may i have
0: you can may i have you back on uh because i'm out of time now and i'd love to have you back on to talk about this I, i find it fascinating and i don't know if the audience does but um I find it fascinating and something that no one is really talking about. Of course. Okay. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Jeff Brown, he's the founder and chief investment analyst, Brownstone Research. Please follow him at brownstoneresearch.com or jeffbrownletter.com. Back in just a second. Seven. Our sponsor is Goldline. Uh, you know, everything but land. And precious metals, you're probably losing money in. What is the stock market at now, Stu? Stock market was down almost a 1,000 points earlier this morning. Stock market, if you even hold your money in cash, that's losing now probably about 20% of its value a year. If we're being honest about inflation, everything except food, brass, land, and gold and silver. Gold and silver, please call Goldline today. Find out if this is right for your family. You can, you can put it in your 401k. There's all kinds of options for you. Please do your own homework and call them today. I'm begging you, please. For every box of 20 gold-graded mint state, $5 Indian coins, you're going to get 50 silver, brilliant, uncirculated Kennedy half dollars for free. Call 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline, or goldline.com.
2: The Glenn Back Program.
0: If you missed a minute of today's show, you've missed a lot. We talked yeah. about Joe Biden and the lies, provable lies, which we proved. At the very beginning of the podcast on gas companies, we also had Carol Roth on to talk about what's coming in the economy. We had Mo Brooks and, of course, uh, futurist Jeff Brown we just had on and the, if it wasn't so evil, hilarious charges on Lauren Boebert.